This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. There's no question that the Steelers were one of the most influential teams. It is, they were the first in the television era. They were the first super team. They won four Super Bowls in six years, and they were the gold standard. And in many ways, they might still be the gold standard in the sport. Um, Paul Alexander, longtime TV radio voice in Pittsburgh, is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. I appreciate your time, Paul. Uh, I know sure. I know we are uh, we are limited, but uh, your thoughts on what Harris was as a player and a person. Well, obviously, uh, you know, Steelers all-time leading rusher, four-time Super Bowl champ, Hall of Famer. Uh, you can go on and on uh, about his playing credentials, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, but anyone that knew Franco would tell you in a heartbeat that he was an actual better person than he was a player. Um, it's amazing if you've, you know, I'm sure you've been on social media, but sure. it's part of your job for heaven's sake. So I know you've been on it all day. <laughs> well, Elon um, Musk hasn't kicked me off yet, so I'm good. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, I'm still there as well. So that's good. Um, another iconic figure that we had that was similar here that passed, well, like it's been a while now, but, uh, Arnold Palmer was another one mm-hmm. of those guys that just, uh, not a bad word, uh, was ever said, uh, certainly not around here. And, uh, it seemed as if, Everybody that was on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook had a picture with Arnie. And the same <laughs> seems to be true with, with Franco. Everybody yeah. uh, has a picture with Franco. In fact, uh, a woman that I worked with when she was 16 uh, had a flat tire and uh, went into a store. And lo and behold, there's Franco Harris. Because I'll, I'll change it for you. <laughs> I'll change your tire. And she's like... Are you are you a Steeler? He goes, well, yeah, today I guess I'm a mechanic. Uh, yeah, normally my my job is as a Pittsburgh Steeler. Oh, but, she didn't uh, know. No, I mean she she knew he looked familiar. She's 16. She was just you know travel you know right. devastated by the fact her car had a flat tire. You know, ten minutes later he said, hey, have a have a great day. That's just who he was. Um, I remember I was out covering uh, the Rose Bowl in 1994, mm-hmm. and. Uh, done with all my TV work for the day, and I pop into this uh, establishment. A friend of mine comes over and says, hey, have you ever met Frank? And I said, sure, I have. And he goes, well, we're doing some you know, some publicity uh, publicity things together. And I said, well, hey, let me get, let me buy you guys a drink. And Frank goes, you know what? When I was in school and I could have really used someone buying me a drink, no one ever offered. Uh, I'm in pretty good shape. Why don't, why don't I buy you one? <laughs> and that's just, that's just the way he always was. And the thing that I can't believe is, I mean, you can imagine the, the walk up to this event on yeah. Saturday has been huge. He has been on every outlet every day for the past two months. And the shocking thing is he seemed, he was on a, a local show yesterday and he seemed perfectly fine. Yeah. So I, I think the, the hardest part is the shock of it because he seemed to be in perfectly good health and certainly in, in amazing spirits as he always was. Yeah. But I just, I'm profoundly sad. <laughs> I'm yeah. just really, really sad that he's gone. Paul it's Alexander, uh, TV radio uh, anchor from Pittsburgh, is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. 
You mentioned it seems like everybody's got a picture with Franco Harris. I was actually talking to somebody today that has no connection to the Steelers at all, and we were and he actually sent me a picture of him playing in a golf tournament this summer with I kid you not with Franco Harris, and he does look like he's in great shape. Seventy two years old, he looked maybe fifteen years younger than that. He really did, does did still look. Uh, really great. How is it possible that the Steelers have only because they were going to retire as number two? How is it possible that they only retire three numbers? Well, it it's a matter of how many numbers are there. I mean, you know, you have fairly big rosters, right. so um, you know, Ernie Stoddard. A lot of people have no idea. Ernie Stoddard, yeah, he was a pre Super Bowl Steeler, right. an amazing lineman on some really bad teams. So, uh, and then I, I don't think anyone quibbled with uh, Joe Green being right. the first number after that to be retired. There was, I think now that the Franco has passed, there's going to be no more conversation, but you know how we are in sports talk radio and other things of that nature. You want to debate everything. So a lot of people are like, I mean, Bradshaw should have been next. or this guy should have been next. or Mel Blunt should have been next. or that guy should, you know, you know, those guys and what they did in the, in the seventies. And that that was right in my wheelhouse. I, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I was born in 1961, so I was just, like, coming into my own as a sports fan. And, you know, even, even the Pirates, I mean, the, the, the 70s, you know, the Pittsburgh Pirates were a dominant force yep. with two World Series championships in the 70s and, you know, could have won a couple more. They were that good. So what they did, and, and we have to understand it, 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 it also, you know, um, symbiotically was at the same time the steel industry crashed. So when you see like that game, I don't know if you saw anything from Carolina on Sunday. Um, there were more Steeler fans in Carolina than there were Carolina fans because in the seventies people left it. We we were the seventh market in the country at that time, right? And now I think we're twenty fourth or fifth, maybe even twenty sixth. The people moved all over the country to find work. Mm-hmm. Yep. So when I hear the announcers say, "Man, those Steeler fans travel," well. Maybe a thousand or two will make a you know a <laughs> pilgrimage to San Diego or Arizona or wherever to go watch a Steeler game. They all live here. But they live there. <laughs> they just never gave up their fandom. You That's know? So, true. You know, look, we have. I know in that play that they're celebrating. Yeah, that was the start of that dynasty. The immaculate that reception. Everything. It changed everything. Yeah, and it launched NFL films too. Really. Um, it kind of did. And, uh, I believe that their cameraman was the only one who had uh, had footage of the actual reception. Paul Alexander, I know we got to let you go. I thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Adam, my pleasure. God bless Franco. You got it. Frank, uh, Paul right, Alexander uh, here on the Adam Gold Show. Here's the, uh, here's the thing about uh, that Steelers team truly was the first TV era super team. And Dallas became America's team sort of as the Steelers were dominating. Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend, Coach Pete DeRuda with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise? Really, there's no too soon. It's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or over, we call it the financial red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement. Call 888 843 
888-843-0013 or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. And Dallas ended up, uh, obviously, Dallas is what Dallas is. They are, uh, nobody's going to argue that they are America's team. But Steelers fans are everywhere. So when they say Steelers fans travel, no. They 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 traveled. They're just here. They tra- they're exactly. And they are like if you go to a Hur- Hurricanes Penguins game, like now Hurricanes fans are buying tons of tickets. So it's harder. But for the most part, oh yeah. There's a lot of Penguins fans at PNC Arena. And in Charlotte, there's a lot of Steelers fans that live in Charlotte or live in Greensboro that will drive down for the game or live in Raleigh that will drive down to the game. We had uh, Luke DeCock came on. I do the intermissions for Hurricanes broadcast. So some people listening on the fan, mm-hmm. if you're listening to the game on the radio, yeah, you can't get rid of me. I apologize <laughs> for that. So I was talking to uh, Luke DeCock of the News and Observer, who will join us Friday. Uh, Luke joined me in the first intermission on Sunday against the Penguins. And he just threw in a snide remark, and I say this lovingly, uh, just about all the Penguins fans who live in Cary. Yeah. We're here. A lot. Oh, fun little fact. You didn't know this, but see, I've, I'm born and raised here. Right. But my parents are actually from Pennsylvania. There you go. So, yeah. Case in point, they're here. We're, <laughs> I mean, they're just tons of fans, and it's, it's a great sports town. Yeah. They revere... They're sports heroes, as honestly as you're supposed to, right? I mean, we don't want to deify them, but, you know, when you're a legend and you played your entire career in the same place, it's natural. It's a way to do it. It's absolutely natural. So uh, it is a sad day for uh, a lot of fans of the Pittsburgh Steelers, but uh, Harris is one of the most here's – the, here's the thing. You retire numbers – when that number is, if somebody else wore 32 for the Steelers, you would go, No. Why is that guy wearing 32? Yeah. And I'm going to bring it to another sport real quick before we break. I don't understand why NASCAR allows number three to race around tracks. I don't understand why 43 is racing around tracks. Now, I am the stupid uh, watch maybe three minutes of one race per year. But there was a time where I watched every single thing that there was on TV in terms of sports. So I remember Richard Petty. I remember Dale Earnhardt. And I can't see a number three on the racetrack and not think, why is that? That's Earnhardt. I Absolutely. can't see a 43 nope. uh, or a bottle of STP No, <laughs> and not think of Richard Petty. And it bothers me. I understand. You don't have to educate me on why the numbers are owned by the race car owners. I get it. And it, the, the number belongs to them. But I just don't understand why the sport doesn't honor those people. And I think what Junior Johnson Ward was war. I had number drove a number kind ten car, war. right? Yeah, kind of, yeah. On the car. Uh, so, look, we could go on and on. I don't, I don't. I'm not trying to go down a rabbit hole. But if it's if you can't 
eliminate if you can't separate the memory of that of that image from the legend, then maybe that image should be honored in a different way. That okay. just take it off, take it out of the field of play. Um, baseball did that with the number forty-two. Um, they sh- probably should do it with the number twenty-one with Roberto Clemente as well, especially due to uh, how he passed away. Um, but at least they honor twenty-one. And 42, nobody's wearing it anymore. Yeah. I'm glad they did it with Sam Mills, too, the Panthers. Right. Oh, that's, 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 you can't wear that number without thinking Sam. I 100% agree.